the generation of technology, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, and an accelerated career path is with us today in the workforce. Gen Z entered the working world recently and brought with them an expectation that we'd all do well to consider. Can we work better, faster, and just generally more efficiently? Here to help us figure out how that mindset plays out in this early stage of their career are two members of our organization who consider themselves to be in Generation Z. I'm Kate Mystery. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome, Andrew and Sabrina. Hi, Katie. How are you? (laughs) So glad that you guys are here and we're talking about this. I want to start with something real basic. Um, your names, where you work from, where you live, your years in the workforce, and then how many years you've been with this company. So, Andrew, you want to kick us off? For sure. Uh, thanks for having me on. But uh, I'm Andrew Ford. I'm a product engineer in the New England branch. And I've been in the construction field for about like six and a half years. Mm-hmm off and on throughout college and a little bit in high school and I've been with Limbox for a little over six months now. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. And Sabrina. Um, so I'm Sabrina and I am part of the um, Eastern PA office. I live in Philadelphia and I've been in the workforce for two years now. Um, but I've been with Limbox for about six months. Same as Andrew. Um, I think we actually did our onboarding together yeah, um, true. So yeah, about a half a year I've been with Limbaugh. Yeah. Okay. So we're here to talk about um, a generation, right? And I, I totally recognize that you are two representatives of a very vast <laughs> number of people. So where we're going to go with this um, is really just kind of giving some general overview and your experience of what it's like to be in Gen Z. And different research says different things, but for the most part, we consider Gen Z to be anyone born between 1996 or 7 and 2010. So that's a huge gap. Um, And just like millennials, just like Gen X, there's a lot of different experiences in one generation. So I think it'd be helpful if we start with what does it mean, at least to you, to be in Generation Z? And uh, Sabrina, do you mind kicking us off with that? Sure. Um, I think that for me, what it means to me in Generation Z, and maybe what I also perceive from others is that we're the generation that grew up with technology. So we've kind of never had a time in our lives where technology wasn't around. Mm. Um, I can't really remember a time when we didn't have a desktop computer in our house. So Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times we're seen as the generation that um, just knows technology, grew up in the tech world, um, and Mm -hmm. we kind of evolved with it. Mm -hmm. Makes Uh, sense. I think that's what, yeah. Yeah. Um, Andrew, would you add anything to that? Uh, I agree with what Sabrina said. I also feel like we're the instant gratification era Mm. that we want like as soon as we do something we want somebody to be like oh good job or oh i love that or something along those lines and Mm -hmm. i feel like not everybody's like that but i think uh, amazon prime 
Yeah, I think Amazon Prime like did that to us, but yeah. Oh man, it affects us all. It's too easy to get stuff. That's the problem. Yeah. Online shopping. I know. So okay, so we have your tech whizzes and instant gratification. I've also heard of heard of it being called um the microwave generation. Not that microwaves were invented, but it's like need it right now. Mm. You know? Um how do you guys feel about these stereotypes? I think that they're definitely partially accurate. Okay. Um, especially because we grew up with, or maybe not grew up with, but Google has been around for most of my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you need an answer, you can almost instantly find an answer or instantly look up a restaurant or you know, something like that. Um, I think that, Part of the stereotypes are there, but mm-hmm. I also think that we're kind of, um, I don't want to say misunderstood, but like um, misperceived maybe yeah. okay. as lazy because of the instant gratification. Ah, uh, so there's the dark side of that. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I agree with that. I also feel like they think that we can't have face-to-face conversations with people. And we can't communicate our thoughts intelligently. Mm. But I feel like that's also goes back to your, your upbringing a little bit. Yeah. There's some people I feel like we're just, they're the iPad kids. They just mm-hmm. sit there and they watch videos all day. But like <laughs> growing up, I was like told to go play outside. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mom didn't like me sitting around too much. So I was hanging out with my dad in the yard. So. And hanging out with his friends that were stopping by. So I was able to kind of yeah. be able to talk to people face to face. And even if we're ordering food, he's like, you order it on the phone. I was like, I don't want to. I'm scared. Yeah. But, I still hate doing that, by the way. But oh, I, 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 I love ordering on the phone. Oh, good. You can you order. You have to go online. <laughs> you can order things from okay. them, Sabrina. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So these are a couple of key stereotypes. I've heard some of the same. Um, where I'd like to take this is how do these stereotypes impact you in the workplace? Because these are what's this is what's floating out there um, in general in life. But we work at a very specific place with people all around you who are typically older than you. How do th- how do they perceive you? And do these stereotypes come up in your conversation or how or your interactions? I'm definitely perceived as a a little kid to everybody. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, yeah, you're so I agree. young! Like, you're such a baby." And the uh, yeah, some of the slang terms that just kind of fall out, like such words are like, "I'm hip," that "Oh, this food's fire," and they look at me and they're like, <laughs> "What are you saying?" And it kind of reminds me of Finding Nemo when Squirt's talking to Marlin. And he's like, you're cute, but I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) Kind of relate to that a little bit more now. But it's just that that difference between like growing up first when they grew up, like different terms used. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, I had a funny conversation with a coworker the other day. We were, um, most of my team is um, like pretty young, I would say. But um, my one coworker um, who's, I I think he's like in his forties. He was about to say something and then he kind of like laughed to himself and didn't say it. 
And he was like, you know, I always stop myself from saying stuff around you guys because I'm not sure if you'll get it. And I was like, I do the same thing, you know, <laughs> because I feel like I'm going to say something that, you you know, half the people yep. might not get here. But I have the same thing. A lot of people, um, you know, will say things, oh, you're old enough to be my kid. You're old enough to be mm-hmm. or I'm old enough to be your mom or something like that. Um, so definitely seen as just young and, you know, and it's true that we still have a lot to learn. I mean, I just, we just yeah. joined the company and there's a lot to learn, but definitely, um, like new young kid on the block type of yep. thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure all the millennials that are listening are like, oh man, I can resonate with that. But now we're <laughs> kind of happy that the next generation is in. So we're not yeah. the youngest ones there anymore. But yeah. Speaking of, I think our two generations can um, can really understand each other in many ways. And I want to bring up some research here because we're going to play a little game called This or That. Because I think it's going to help the people that we work with maybe understand you a little bit better. And again, I know you're speaking for a whole generation here, so there's going to be some variables. But um, Deloitte has an article out, some research out that says uh, Gen Z is radically different from millennials. Okay, they say that Gen Z's entire perspective on careers and how to define success in life and in the workforce is completely unique. So we're really focused on career development here at Limbach. And Obviously, there are some assumptions about Gen Z and career interest, career choice, career development. So when I read off some of these assumptions, I would love your response, okay? Okay. All right. Here's the first one. Gen Z values salary less than every other generation. If given the choice of accepting a better paying but boring job, versus work that's more interesting but doesn't pay as well gen z was fairly evenly split over the choice and would most likely take the job that's more interesting but doesn't pay as well what do you think i think wait so you're saying they would take the job that is more interesting to them but doesn't pay yeah yeah as opposed yeah that's more important than salary I would say, yeah, I think that is accurate. I mean, I'll let Andrew speak after, but like from my perspective, I think that is accurate because I think that there's kind of a shift of caring about, not that other generations don't, but just Mm -hmm. more so caring about what you do, um, being interested in the company that you work for, making sure that you kind of align with their values. Mm -hmm. I think that there's definitely more stress now on being really happy where you are and kind of not just pursuing something for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe someone would say something different, but I think that it's for me really important that you like the company that you're at and that you're interested in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think a lot of people when they first like get out of college and they get their jobs, they're like, Oh, I have to get the job with like the highest salary. But you can't get that right off the bat. You gotta start developing yourself, develop yourself in mm. your career. So personally, like Sabrina said, I'd go for the more interesting job. It's less pay so I can actually learn and enjoy myself yeah. instead of just getting thrown into something. Okay. Fair. Yeah. And also, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say that 
at the end of the day, if you're making all this money, but you're not, you, you spend most of your time at your job. Um, yeah. So, or in some cases, so if you're making all this money, but you're not really happy with what you're doing, it's just, it's not a good recipe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's fair. That's a, that's an interesting take on this assumption. So here's the second assumption I want to um, posit to you. Diversity is the watchword for Gen Z. Diversity matters to them through many dimensions. Um, it's not just isolated to race and gender, but also to identity and orientation. True or false? True. True. Okay. Any commentary yeah. on that one or is it? self-explanatory i i was actually gonna say earlier part of like gen z's stereotypes is sometimes that we're or at least i think it is that we're kind of pushing towards a more accepting mm -hmm. and a space where people talk about things that really weren't talked about before like regarding mental health or things of that nature and i think that mm -hmm. as a result of those conversations diversity um, tends to come up. And I think that it definitely is something that is important to Gen Z mm -hmm. as a whole. Mm -hmm. yeah, this generation definitely not afraid to have those awkward conversations. No. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I think, and I'm speaking for boomers here, so boomers, correct me if I'm wrong, but there might be a little more hesitation to get so personal in the workplace. Um, right. If you're in a different perhaps an older generation, a more seasoned generation. So, all right. Good to know. Um, here's our next one. Younger employees report more overall stress and work-related burnout than older generations. 68% of Gen Z report feeling stressed a lot of the time. I feel like for some people, that's accurate. Mm -hmm. But for others... I feel like that comes back to the upbringing a little bit. Like mm. You saw somebody who just worked, worked, worked all the time. That's what you, you just assume that's normal. Yeah. But if you kind of grow up a little lackadaisical with some things, then you're, you might get overwhelmed and stressed when you get that workload that you're not used to or used to seeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I would agree with Andrew. I think it kind of, I could go here or there on that statistic. Mm -hmm. um, I think it definitely depends. Yeah, like, you know, depends on how you were growing up. Did you have jobs when you were growing up? Have you, you know, been exposed? Whether it doesn't have to be the same industry, but have you just mm -hmm. been exposed to, you know, maybe working long hours one day or, some, you know, something like that? Yep. Yep. Which is a, a great perspective on this, that it doesn't necessarily. I, I think these assumptions are sometimes unquestioned. And therefore they become, well, as a, as an employer and as a company, you're like, well, Gen Z really, really, they're super stressed all the time. So we have to make sure we do this, this, and this, and this. And it's good to, you know, provide work-life balance in the workplace, but not everybody feels that way. And Gen X could be really stressed right now, you know, who knows? Um, so thank you for getting that perspective. Here is another assumption. Gen Z is the first fully digital native generation having grown up with extensive access to information in real time. You both have talked about that. So the assumption here is that companies need to have the latest and greatest technology to keep Gen Z's interest. 
True or false? I might go false okay. on that one because, yeah, it's nice having like the latest and greatest for everything. But at the same time, if you use like a certain software, if you went to high school or college uh, and you go to workforce and you don't even know what you're using because it's something that just came out, you don't know how to operate it, then you're trying to learn and figure it out. And being Gen Z, people are going to assume you know how to use it. But if <laughs> yeah. you never used it before, it's going to take you a little bit, but it might take you less time than someone else, though. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say false, too, because I just think it's kind of here and there with technology. Um, like the expression where it's like, if it's not broken, don't fix it type mm -hmm. of thing. I think there's exceptions to that, but... You know, I don't need the newest computer or whatever to access my Gmail. It, it'll show up on wherever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it just, I don't think that's necessarily true. Yeah. As long as, you know, the programs and the technology uh, is like up to standard, I think it's fine. Yeah. Okay. So based on your answers here, because those are the key assumptions that this research um, put out there. Um, and also, I should, I should note. You're, you're in the older group of Gen Z. So you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you um, understand and resonate with millennials as well, and maybe even more so than Gen Z itself. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that actually earlier because I have two older siblings. Mm -hmm. So for me, I mean, I definitely do relate to gen z but at the same time both of my older brothers are millennials so yeah. a lot of the stuff that i grew up with is just kind of trickled down from what they yeah. were doing so and they're millennials so i think that it's kind of like here and there um i also um after graduating um for a year i taught in a school and i taught gen z kids that were towards the the 2010 um, towards, range yeah towards the 2010s and yeah. it's it's a world of difference. So I think <laughs> that, yeah. Um, cause I, yeah. Cause I think they were really the group that grew up with social media mm -hmm. as opposed to technology, which I think is kind of a little bit different. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I would say we kind of like teeter. Andrew, do you feel the same? Yeah. I have an older sister and all of my cousins are older and yeah. Uh, we spent a lot of time with family growing up, so I was always with people that are older than me. And it might not sound like a pretty hip thing, but I did hang out with my parents a good amount growing up. So <laughs> that's just like I feel like that makes you cooler. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, um, that is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, you both then can give us a really helpful perspective because you straddle the lines and. Um, you're going to be the ones that when the younger section of Gen Z comes in, like you're going to be the ones that are really going to help them acclimate to the workplace. And then you can also understand some of your older peers. So what are some of the ways that you believe we could best, uh, best work together, best interact with one another to get the job done? Or I could put it differently. I could say, what are some of the skills that other generations could leverage that you have and you bring to the table? Whoever wants to start. I can, I can go. Um, yeah. 
Well, I think, first of all, it's just important to remember that every generation has something unique to bring to the table, Mm -hmm. um, which is what makes working in an office with all different ages unique. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that we can definitely, I mean, stereotype that we talked about before, we're definitely helpful with technology and things like that. But um, I mean, not that I have experience with this, but even from like a marketing perspective, I wouldn't know what the latest social media trends are or how you're reaching out to people and those types of ways. So maybe that's how a younger generation could help. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think just leaving the floor open and just going in open-minded for anybody in the office and how they can help you no matter the age. I like that. So it's a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think from my perspective, being in the field more, I'm having more face-to-face conversations with people. So I think being able to help them develop a relationship with somebody, if you're like on site, just like ask them how their day's going mm. and what they do this weekend, just kind of developing those little uh, small talk conversations. Yeah. I think that will help them a lot in the long run, just being able to carry a conversation and not just, ask the question and be like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of breaking down those barriers or those assumptions that people might have. Definitely. Yeah. So this kind of ties into um, my last question for you both. Because change is our constant, right? Things are always changing. How do you see work and career development in particular? Um, how is that going to change going forward? For the future, speaking for like all of Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, you I have the, the, the floor for all of Gen Z. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. But I think uh, a company that cares for its employees and an office that's inviting to go to and knowing that you have support there from coworkers. Yeah. Like for me personally, my internal project team is fantastic. And I know no matter where I go, if they're there, I'll have support and people to talk to and rely on. Mm-hmm. But I think if everybody can develop those relationships and have that opportunity, I think that's the best thing for them. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely agree. Like, um, just having that balance and having the respect in the office. Um, Yeah. I think respect, just creating a workforce and an office culture that like Andrew said, everybody just kind of supports each other no matter where they are in their career Mm -hmm. journey. Um, And just being there for your team. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like a tall order. You know, this should, this should be manageable for our, um, our workforce here, right? Should be standard. Yeah. Should be pretty standard. Just, (laughs) you know, the golden rule applied. I like it. So I think you answered some of this um, in what you just said, but what are you two specifically looking for in a career? Because like you mentioned, you have experience um, in construction or you have experience working, but you're still at the start of what will be a long and wonderful career, I'm sure. What are you hoping for um, for your own future? And Sabrina, do you mind answering first? Sure. 
Um, I mean, I think how I answered my last question, um, I think that balance is really important in your work life. And I think that respect, um, but for the future, I mean, I, the reason, one of the reasons I like working at Limbach is because you kind of don't even really know what you're going to, at least in my position, come into every day or what job site you're going to go to. So I like that every day, um, not surprised, but it's like fresh. Like something I go new. somewhere different. Mm-hmm. It's something intriguing. It's something new. Um, so I think that, yeah, just constantly evolving with your title. And um, I would say, yeah, mm-hmm. balance and respect are really important. Yeah. That's great. Andrew? Yeah, I think I agree with Sabrina. The respect aspect of everything and work-life balance and moving up through the ranks kind of developing your skills and knowing more about every aspect of the process from uh, getting on a job to closing it out. Mm -hmm. So personally, I still have a a lot to learn in that process, but I'm starting to see like different aspects of it. So just got to take each puzzle piece and put together. But I also think friendships and bonds as well, Mm -hmm. like internally with, in your branch, but also kind of expanding that out to other branches throughout the country and knowing that, you know, other people you can talk to if you're having difficulty with a certain task and you know, somebody else that's done it from like Ohio or PA. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can kind of reach out there, talk to somebody. So I think having that network is definitely huge. Yeah. I, I really appreciate um, the humility that you both have demonstrated in your answers. I think they're really thoughtful. And I think that goes a long way too. The more that people from different generations start having conversations about these things, I think it helps us become a more collaborative workforce. And I think you just you both just mentioned that in your answer, that that's really what you're looking for. Um, you want to work together. You want to give respect and gain respect. And it it takes time to learn the job. So there's all these aspects to balance, but I appreciate your time in answering them. I have one last question for you that you did not receive ahead of time, which is our curveball question. Forget about the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. Ooh. Actually. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. And honestly, I have two you could pick from, okay? So the first one is if you could have the power of teleportation right now, where would you go and why? All right, that's the first one. Set that aside. The second one, if you could be on a reality TV show, which one would you choose and why? All right, so you only have to answer one. Power of teleportation, where would you go? And then reality TV show, which one would you choose? I'll give you a second to answer. And whoever has their answer first, feel free to jump in. I think the reality um, TV show one is harder in my mind. I do too. I mean, I was thinking like Family Feud with Steve Harvey, but <laughs> like that's too recent. No, I like that, that would one. Be great. I love Family Feud. Yeah. They just talking with Steve Harvey and just having him roast you the whole time would be the best thing. I love his facial expressions. Like that's what I watch the show for. It's just his character. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, his off off the cuff answers. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. 
All right. So we got Family Feud, um, Sabrina. I think I would do the teleportation one. Um, All right. And I think I would go to London. Ooh. I've never why? been. I've been to Europe, but I've never been to London. I just feel like I've been seeing it so much everywhere. And I think that's where I want my next big trip Isn't to that be. a sign? It must be a sign, you know? I know. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe next year. We'll see. All right. All right. Well, good yeah. luck to you in your travels. And good luck to Andrew in getting on Family Feud. Yeah. If you get on, we'll watch for sure. We'll support yeah. you as your I'll Limbox send out a, a mass email throughout Limbox. <laughs> yes, all, all people email. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining me and talking um, about this topic and representing a generation. I know that's not easy to do, and I appreciate the time that you've given. So thank you. Thank you.